You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. It's time for your weekly trip around the bases with your hometown team. It's Inside Twins, where we dive into the minds of the guys in charge for insight, information, and analysis. Inside Twins is brought to you by Continental Diamonds, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Here's your host of Inside Twins, Corey Provis. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Inside Twins. We are live, at least I am, live here in downtown Detroit, Comerica Park, gearing up for the final game and the rubber game of this three-game series. Twins and the Tigers coming up about one hour from now. Urban Santana today for the Twins, seeking win number 13. Left-hander Matt Boyd, 5-6 and six on the year, throws for the Tigers. We welcome you to the program. You can reach us in two ways, by email, InsideTwins at TwinsBaseball.com or on Twitter, hashtag InsideTwins. And joining us for our Sunday program on the telephone today, we welcome in Twins Vice President, Assistant General Manager. Good afternoon, Rob Anthony. Rob, how are you? I'm doing well, Corey. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Nice to visit with you, and thank you for joining us for our Sunday show. Just uh, let's start with last night, your reaction to the ups and downs and uh, the painful loss late last night. Well, it was painful when you uh, rack up 19 hits and score 11 runs and you have a lead going to the bottom of the seventh like that and, and – uh, and lose it in a heartbreaking fashion. That that's obviously a tough loss for us. But on the positive note, we're down five nothing in the first. We come back. We battle back to take the lead. We kept battling. We tacked on, which I think is really important when you're trying to put a team away. Unfortunately, we let it slip away, and and the bullpen had a little bit of an off night last night after pitching really well the last week or so. Now we were chatting uh, after the game last night, uh, just on the way back on the bus, about how it's not really fair to pin that one on the bullpen. Outside of Bartolo Colon, uh, the starters just haven't been going deep into ball games here this latest turn through, and this is not including Irvin Santana's last start on Monday. So eventually, you go to the well too often, and you can have a bad night. Yeah, absolutely, and that's what happened a lot, I think, earlier in the season as well when we were ha- when we were scuffling. Um, we weren't getting deep into the games, and your bullpen gets kind of worn out. And I think you saw that last night with with Belial. His velocity wasn't where it has been. And and uh, these guys go out there, and they try and make adjustments. They try and get through, but sometimes it's just not there. But when you uh, when you have to perform and, and you're in there every three out of four games, that type of thing, you can really run down, the, run down that group. Jose Barrios uh, combining his innings with the Twins in Rochester, Already this season, Rob, he's pushing right around 140 innings. Last year combined, Triple A big leagues, he was, he was around 168, 169. Is he on an innings limit this time around, or is that not even part of the conversation for Jose here in 2017? No, that's not part of the conversation. You kind of look at those things and you factor in if there's even a 25% jump maybe in, in innings pitch. Uh, you're fine with that. He was healthy. You know, he's healthy this year. I don't think that's a, a factor, and we're not too concerned about his innings this year. Do you see any signs of, of fatigue with him, though, just looking at some recent starts where he's given up you know, some lopsided numbers rather early? I think if, when you get into August, about everybody has some fatigue going on, and uh, I, I think the thing we need to figure out is he's come out and given up a lot of runs early on, like 
the five in the first inning last night. We need to figure out uh, exactly the preparation and, and you know why he's not prepared or, or what the plan is. There's a lot of different things that it could be, but we need to figure out what's going on there. But um, I think when you get into the, they call it the dog days of summer for a reason, and, and everybody kind of gets a little tired at this point. But when you're in the race, the adrenaline kicks in, and, and uh, I think he'll be fine. We just need to figure some things out with him. All right, we'll take our first break at Inside Twins. Much to break down with Rob Anthony on our Sunday program. Inside Twins brought to you by Continental Diamond. Home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field continues from Detroit next on your home for Twins Baseball. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Welcome back to Inside Twins, brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. A lovely Sunday here in Detroit. We have partly cloudy skies. Temperatures right now at 74 degrees. Good to go for game three. The rubber game of this series, Irvin Santana and Matt Boyd. Welcome back to Inside Twins. Corey Provis in Detroit and uh, Twins Vice President, Assistant GM Rob Anthony, kind enough to join us on the telephone today. And, Rob, a question that I was asked uh, this week in a few radio programs and also I saw debated on some television shows, the question was, did the Twins sell too soon? When you look back at the deadline, the deals the team made, uh, Kinsler and Jaime Garcia, what, what is your answer to that question? Because it was quite the popular topic this week. Yeah, and, and that's a tough thing. You know, you, you try and make all the right decisions with all the information you have at that time. And we went out, we got Jaime Garcia. I think we went one and six our next seven games. And, and you, you know, you lose to the Dodgers, and that's fairly understandable. They're the best team in the game, and they've been beating up on about everybody. But we lost two out of three to Oakland, and it, we just weren't playing very good baseball at that point. And, uh, we made the decision that we had some expiring contracts and some players that um, w- may not be with us that have the option to become free agents after the season. And we were trying to build some assets and add some players to the organization that we think can help us here starting even next year. And Dietrich Enns has already surfaced and, and made one big league start. So um, it's fair to second-guess that, and that's one of the great things about sports sometimes – uh, you make a move and it turns out great, and sometimes you make moves and, and you don't know how it's going to turn out because we're going to have to wait a few years to see how some of the guys develop and, and what they do uh, in the future. How do you respond, not so much to fans, but to the players, guys that are on the big league roster right now that are disappointed that that you that, that trades were made, that uh, this was a team that was hovering near first place for nearly four months and you add a piece, uh, a good starting pitcher in Jaime Garcia, Kinsler, an all-star closer, and you can't afford just to think about 17. You're thinking about 18, 19, 20, et cetera. But the guys uh, in the clubhouse right now, they're focused on winning in 2017. Does that make an odd dynamic, an odd relationship when you when you made the moves that you did and, and you look at where the team is now, uh, competitive uh, once again in the playoff race? Yeah, it's a very difficult thing because the players are focused on this season as they should be. We're focused on this season, but we're also trying to monitor and look at things uh, and, and try and figure out, are we really a contender? How have we done against the better teams in the league? Uh, how are we going to hold up the last couple months of the season? And, and you'd love to go out and add about four or five guys and, and give it a shot. But if you do that, you're basically giving up a lot of your prospects and doing a lot of things that, uh, will hurt you down the road, and you're not sure if you're if you have the ammunition to get it done, even if you make some of those deals. So, it's a difficult thing. I think the players 
understand but also get frustrated by it, and I don't blame them. Um, it is a difficult thing. It's a difficult thing for us because um, when we went out and got Garcia, we were, all right, we're hanging in there. Let's give these guys, uh, you know, another starting pitcher to work with. And unfortunately, with the trade deadline and when, with any deadline, you have to make a decision. And, and trading Kinsler was not an easy thing, but we uh, had some confidence and belief that we were getting a young left-handed starting pitcher who would help us down the road. And, and, uh, and we traded Brandon. And obviously, when you watch a game like last night, you – you wish you were going to him in the bullpen, uh, and there'll be other games like that this season. But it, you don't want to look back too much. You do. You will reflect after the season, but you also don't want to sit and second guess yourself every day. But uh, you look forward, and, and uh, I think it kind of motivated some of our guys as well to almost to show us that hey, we're still in this thing, and, and regardless of if you made some trades for the future, we can still win this year. And one of those. Sorry, Rob. One of those pieces that, uh, that that the Twins did acquire for uh, Jaime Garcia is now with the team, in fact. And Dietrich Enns, who made his debut the other night in Milwaukee. Enns, by the way, will be in the bullpen today. And uh, Paul Molitor announcing before the game today that Dietrich will start on Saturday at home against Arizona. Not to say that trades can't happen now, Rob, because they are happening. Jay Bruce went from the Mets to the Indians. Neil Walker went from the Mets to the Brewers what are some of the risks when you make a, a waiver trade now as opposed to something you do before the July 31 deadline? Well, right now a lot of the players that go out there and the players that go unclaimed are the players with big contracts and, and a lot of future dollars coming their way. And it's hard to claim, guys. We, we've put in claims on a number of players that we've not uh, gotten a claim on because there's so many teams that are kind of in the same boat as us. We're We're – one of about five teams battling for one of the wild card spots and, and those teams behind us can claim before us. So a lot of teams will claim to block. It's hard to put deals together. And like the Jay Bruce deal, I think he got through uh, because of his contract status and, and uh, some teams are scared to take that on. They're up against luxury tax or um, it won't fit into to their payroll structure. So the, the guys that you would really realistically like to add and, and put together a deal, it's hard to get those guys because there's really no risk. You can claim a guy, and if if you get the claim, you have 48 hours to work out a deal. Otherwise, the team just automatically pulls them back. So there's very little risk to uh, claiming a player that you like that, that is not owed a lot of money. Yeah, that's a little wrinkle about uh, waivers, trade waivers. You, you know, players are revocable when it comes to outright waivers. They're not. You claim them, you got them, and you can kind of move on with that. You mentioned that uh, that the team has been active, the Twins have been active in trying to to claim certain players. Without, I know you can't get too specific about those players, but why have deals not been finalized? Why? What are what are opposing teams? looking for are they looking for too much noting that this is a contending team and and they're maybe desperate to add this kind of piece this kind of player are are you finding that the the teams that have put their player on waivers they're just asking for too much in return well it's a combination of things a lot of times uh if if you put a player on waivers you can only take players that are not uh don't have to pass through waivers they're not on the 40 man yet so it's basically prospects. So sometimes it's hard to put a deal together to get those guys, and teams will ask for your best prospect for a player that uh, might be a rental or might be somebody that you know isn't really going to factor in 
or you believe you have somebody who's going to be, um, you know, ready to take over that position the next year, so you don't want to block that player off. There, there are a lot of different things that contribute to that. It's difficult to make deals in August. It's not impossible, um, but the factors kind of have to come into play. And a lot of times what you'll see is a team that uh, claims a player is willing to take on all the salary, and the, the team that is out of the race and put that player out there is willing to take a, a lesser prospect just to get the, the salary off the books. Remind me uh, one more before we take our last break. Who was the last significant player the Twins claimed uh, on waivers in August? Who would that have been? I think probably Carl Pavano. And we were able to, we claimed him, and we worked out a deal with Cleveland at that time. We sent them Johan Pino, and they were out of the race. And uh, basically we're trying to, just trying to get something for Carl. They were trying to rebuild a little bit, and they didn't see uh, bringing him back the following year, he was going to be a free agent. We signed, or we traded for him. We ended up signing him to an extension, and he, he performed well for us and was the veteran that we needed. So there are guys out there that you can get, um, but you have to be in a position. And, and like I say, sometimes there are a lot of teams that will claim players just to block to make sure they identify that, hey, this is a team that the Twins might grab. Uh, let's claim them so that they don't get to him, he doesn't get to them, as we're only a game behind him or two games or whatever the case may be. Right, we'll take a break, come back on the other side and get some injury updates from Rob and on Glenn Perkins, Hector Santiago, Phil Hughes had some more surgery this week as well. So we'll uh, dive into those subjects and more. Rob Anthony joining us. Inside Twins continues on your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back to Inside Twins, brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Corey Provis in Detroit. Rob Anthony joining us on the telephone today. Rob, let's get some updates now on the injury front. Uh, first, with uh, with Phil Hughes, he had more surgery this week, and uh, kind of take us through what was done and what this means for Phil moving forward. Well, uh, he went back in, and Dr. Pearl uh, down in Texas removed the remaining kind of stump of the rib that, that uh, he took out before with the thoracic outlet syndrome. Uh, but there was also a, a nerve that they had to address that was kind of restricting him a little bit. Um, that's about the best I can do in layman's terms. I know Lanning Tucker explained it with a lot bigger words when he told me uh, the results of the surgery the other day. But uh, the good news is Phil felt better. Um, he said he felt immediate relief or there was some some pain and, and tightness. He could feel the difference already. He's going to go home for a week, and he'll report back to Minnesota on the 21st, start rehabbing, and um, he should be, after about two, two and a half months, hopefully he's ready to go. He can have a normal off season and uh, be prepared when spring training starts. Hector Santiago, his last uh, rehab start was Wednesday with Rochester, uh, four to third innings. He walked six. He gave up three runs. Has it been set when his next start will be for AAA? Uh, I don't have his next start, but I, one of the things that was concerning besides the six walks was his velocity is still down. It's 85 to 89, and um, Hector's got to battle through some of that. And, and obviously, this guy's never been on the disabled list before, and this is his first time dealing with any injuries. And, and so... Uh, that's always a tough guy, a uh, tough thing for a pitcher. Um, actually, I believe um, 
Monday he's going to start for for Rochester, uh, or actually Chattanooga. We shifted him to Chattanooga uh, because Rochester has an off day that day, and uh, we wanted to keep him on schedule. All right, so Hector will start then tomorrow for uh, for Double A Chattanooga, and that right. will be next for him. Okay. And speaking of Chattanooga, that's where Glenn Perkins is at right now. Uh, he's been down there for a few days. How has he looked, and uh, what lies ahead for uh, the uh, three-time All-Star closer? Well, we've gotten good reports on Glenn. He's, he's thrown the ball well. The velocity is still coming back. He was 89-90 his last time out. He threw some good sliders. Um, so I think the, the biggest uh, positive for us is that Glenn feels good, physically feels really good. He has optimism now that he believes he can come back and pitch this year. I'm not sure if you would have asked him a month ago if he would have said, you know, he was he continued to work, but he had a setback in, in June. And then a month later, I think July 22nd, he started this uh, getting back into games from the GCL, moved up to the Miracle, and now up to AA and, and has had no setbacks, has felt good after pitching. Um, he's on a 30-day rehab that ends on the 20th, so – we're coming up. We have a week left on that, and uh, at that point, he'll either be ready to rejoin us or uh, we may have to try and uh, send him out on a, on a second rehab session. One more on him before we take our last break. Do you think that Perkins, if he would rejoin the big league club here shortly, does he need to have any reps at AAA, or could he go directly from Chattanooga up to the big leagues? I think there's a chance he could uh, maybe even go up to AAA before he's before the 20th, so he could get some time there. But otherwise, I think as much as anything, it's the health that we're looking at, the velocity and the performance of, of his pitches. Is he ready to pitch in the big leagues again? If he is, then I don't think it's a concern jumping from A up to the big leagues, if that's the case. All right, we'll take our last break, wrap things up with Rob Anthony next on your home for Twins Baseball. Last 90 seconds here of Inside Twins, brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Corey Provis back with Rob Anthony. Rob, you said something uh, at the last part of our conversation about Perkins that, uh, that, that, that perked my curiosity. How does a, a player gain a second rehab window of time? Uh, you can recall the player from his rehab assignment but not reinstate him. And if the player agrees and the doctor examines him and says, Physically, he's not able to perform at the major league level, and the player agrees, then you can send him back down for another rehab assignment. Uh, but if he's healthy, it's a different situation, and you have to, to deal with it. At, uh, either reinstate him or, or do something with him on the roster. All right, so it doesn't have to be a new injury. It could still be the same one that just hasn't fully recovered. If the player agrees, a second 30-day window is granted? Right. All right. All right. Uh, last 30 seconds, Rob, uh, your thoughts on the game today. Big one here today, Irvin Santana on the mound as the Twins try to take the series. Yeah, I'm glad. we got a, the right guy on the mound, Irvin. You know, he's, I think he struggled this last time out, but he's been our, by far and away our best pitcher this season, most consistent. And, and uh, I think he's a guy that can help us win this series and, and enjoy an off day tomorrow while Cleveland has to make up a night game in Boston. And hey, Rob, we got a one. Thank you, bud. We got to go. Twins baseball continues next. You have been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.
It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.